know that it's possible to survive the boss from hell without quitting your job or selling your soul? Hi, my name is Ken Williams and I'm a certified life coach and a master of connecting with people. I've had a lot of bad bosses because who hasn't? And I'm the host of the Bad Boss Podcast, a podcast where we explore ways to improve relationships at work so that you can survive the boss from hell. So join me as we delve into the ins and outs of working with people that you never wanted to be friends with. If you're hoping to reduce your work stress and increase your job satisfaction when it seems impossible, this is the podcast for you. Get ready to discover the power of untoxic positivity and learn how to survive the boss from hell. And happy Monday, (laughs) whatever day today is for you. It is Monday, actually Sunday as I'm recording this live, but if you're listening to the podcast feed... Um, happy Monday, whether it's Monday or some other day. Uh, this week, we're talking about relationships. And when I talk about relationships, I am not talking about um, dating relationships, though the things we talk about today will certainly apply. I'm talking about really any interaction that you have with anybody, the way that you relate with somebody. That's the relationship. So this it, specifically, we're going to be talking about dealing with a bad boss, but it could be with a coworker. It could be with a, uh, an employee. It could be with a partner, a spouse. It could be a child. It could be a, a friend. The, the techniques that will help you um, have a, a deeper, more satisfying relationship are the same. It doesn't matter who the relationship is with. And I have three tips. I've been sticking with that. <laughs> Otherwise, I will just keep going on and on and on. And uh, I don't know that anybody wants to hear from me that much. Um, there you go. (laughs) So relationship tips. Uh, number one, and again, this is specifically, um, what I was thinking of as I was putting this together was how do you deal with the bad boss? How do you, how do you improve your relationship with the bad boss? Tip number one, you can't control anybody else. You can't control the boss. You can't control how they behave with you, how they, um, interact with you, what they, how they talk to you, how they, uh, think about you. Um, I had a, a situation where um, I thought that at least the ba- the way the boss was talking to me and the way that he was um, interacting, it seemed clear to me that he just was wrong about how how interested I was in um, getting the job done, how committed I was to getting the job done, how. Um, how honest I was about my honest day's work. If you want to, I put that in air quotes because that's up, <laughs> that's up for debate. I don't know that anybody necessarily knows uh, how to define that, but I can't control that. I can't control what anybody thinks about me or how they feel about me or what they say about me or what they believe about me. And all I can, tr- all I can control is me. All I can control is what I do, what I say, how I um, interact with people, and so the the question this is this gets really deep, really complex. If you want it to, you can't control other people. All you can do is control you. But to have a um, a good experience, to have. And really, it's not you having a good experience. It's to helping the person that you're interacting with, how helping them have a good experience. 
you have a tremendous amount of control over that. And so a question that you might think about is how do you want them to experience you? So if they want to, if you want them to experience a kind version of you, then you have to behave in a kind manner. Now that doesn't guarantee that they're going to think of you as being kind, but it does guarantee that you're doing your part in being a kind person. So, uh, for example, I was at a restaurant the other day and I had a gift card. That was the reason I went to the restaurant. I had taken my daughter and son-in-law back to the airport. And this is a restaurant that was not, there's not a, a franchise that's close to home. And it was 20 minutes out of the way. It wasn't super convenient, but I thought, what the heck? I've got, I think, $25 on this gift certificate. I'm going to go use it up and have a nice meal. It was, um, the food was good. The service was okay. It wasn't amazing, but I got my food. I got my, um, I got my check and the server came back and he said, I'm really sorry, but, uh, my computer won't read the, the gift card. And it is an old enough gift card that the numbers on the back were faded. There were three or four numbers that had faded enough that (laughs) we could try a thousand options and maybe, maybe we'd catch one that would be a correct option. What are you going to do? So I could, and in fact, I think there are uh, times in my life that I th- I would have gotten really frustrated and I would have said something and I would have been irritated and I would have said, the reason I came here was because I have this gift certificate. I'm pretty sure that it's $25 on there. You guys don't even have a lo- location close to mine. I would have just ranted. And um, I'm, I'm working this year. I want to be somebody who's kind, somebody who's patient. And that... Uh, I'm not 100%. I'm not 100% where I want to be yet. But I noticed myself deciding that it wasn't worth getting upset about. The worst case scenario is I pay full price for the meal. I don't get any kind of a, a it wouldn't have been a discount because I would have paid f- from a gift certificate. But the worst case is so now I pay for the whole meal myself. Big deal. And... um so, it, and I just asked, is there, is there any other option? And he went back, he said, let me talk to my manager. So the manager comes up and he says, I'm really sorry. There's nothing I can do. I can't read the numbers. I've tried to run it on different computers and we just, there's nothing I can do. I said, okay, well, I appreciate that. And then a few minutes later, the general manager comes back. So it was not something that I demanded or that I had asked for, but the general manager had come back and she said, I am so sorry, but there's nothing we can do. Um, Maybe you can. She gave me some options, and the option I just imagine is not going to even work out because um, it's <laughs> the option is call the number on the back, and they're going to ask for the number, uh, the gift card number, which I can't read. <laughs> so I don't know that there's any record of. I don't even know where I got this gift card. I think it was a gift from a, a boss years and years ago, something like that. And so I just. Um, I I recognized that there's not a whole lot that she can do. And she offered, I didn't ask for anything, but she offered to take $10 off the bill and give me a free appetizer on a future visit, which I I don't even know if I'll ever go back just because it's 30 minutes from my house. I'm not going to go 30 minutes to get a free appetizer, but um, I wanted 
them to have a, a pleasant experience with me. I didn't want them to think this idiot jerk guy that has a bad gift certificate. And for all they know, I'm trying to scam them. I was not trying to scam them. But my um, decision to to be patient turned out to be uh, the start of a, uh, what for me was a frustrating but decent experience. Uh, and I think we have a lot of control in do we want to um, work towards a mutually satisfying interaction or do we want to um, escalate the, the situation? Um, the uh, So th- that's something to think about. Anytime you have an interaction, especially if it's going to be a little bit touchy, a little bit um, maybe potentially volatile, what kind of experience do you want them to have? And, and then work towards that. Uh, do you want them to have a positive, uh, uplifting experience with you? Or do you want them to be uh, irritated <laughs> with you? And uh, again, you don't have any control over how they feel or what they think, but you can contribute in a significant way. Uh, so that's number one. How do you want other people to experience you? And then work towards that. Uh, We may talk about that more in a future podcast. Number two is uh, relationship number two, like people. Like people. It is not that hard to like people. And one of the things that I've learned is that most people are doing their best. Maybe their best isn't anywhere near my best. Maybe their best is frustrating to me. Maybe their best is mediocre, (laughs) but um, rather than, especially people that you have to work with, could be a boss, could be a coworker, could be an employee. This could be true for neighbors as well. Could be true for a spouse maybe, but just like people. Um, I I remember having having a uh, uh, conversation with one of my employees who was a little bit difficult to like. And one of the things that I found is this, as I get to know them, as I get to know people as human beings, as people who have worth, as people who have value simply because they exist, it gets easier for me to like people. It's harder to like people if I continue to tell my story, myself stories like they're an idiot, they don't know what they're doing, they... Um, all they do is frustrate me. They're uh, jerks. Whatever that makes it that makes it harder to like them, and so I would um, shy away from that if you can, because the um, how how would I say it the the more you tell yourself that you don't like somebody, the more you're going to believe it. The more you believe, the more you tell yourself that you like somebody. It makes it easier to like somebody now. I've worked with a lot of people, a lot of people over the years. And I and I honestly if I'm going to be completely upfront, I liked most of them, like 99%. There were a couple of people that uh, especially before I got <laughs> I realized um how to develop deeper relationships. There were a couple of people that I just was a jerk to. And uh, then of course, I blamed it on them. <laughs> said that they were a jerk as well. That's not usually the, the case. Uh, it's not 
it's rare that somebody is a jerk to you and um, you're not uh, a jerk back to them. So if you genuinely like somebody, then it's a lot easier to be interested in them, for example. Um, you could ask them questions. Uh, be interested, be curious about what their, uh, what their likes are. Be curious about what their hobbies are. Be curious about their after work activities or whatever. Um, I remember somebody that, that I started working with. I was not super impressed with this person. Um, just, and it was only by reputation, only by, uh, what I had seen this person, the way that he had interact with, interacted with people. And just, I wasn't super, uh, I wasn't super impressed, but, and this is, and we weren't working directly with each other. He got moved into my group and I ended up, uh, having some good conversations with him. And I discovered, I, I kind of liked the guy. He was, uh, an interesting person. We had some common interests and it was not that hard for me to like working with them. And the thing that I found is when I like working with somebody, it's so much easier to support them. It's so much easier to offer help. It's so much easier to ask for help. There's a, um, there's a, there are a lot of benefits that come just from liking people. Now I will say in <laughs> complete transparency that uh, as a manager, there are a lot of times that that somebody on my team would leave. They would either transfer to another department or they would quit. And with some people, it did not bother me in the least that they, <laughs> that they left. I liked them. I enjoyed working with them, but it did not hurt my feelings when they left. On the other hand, there were a few people that uh, it really did sting when they left. And so that is um, tip number two, like people. And if you want to talk about <laughs> some strategies, maybe you've got the one person that you just can't seem to figure out how to like, then uh, let's talk about it. I'll give you some techniques that have worked for me. You can reach out to me, Ken, at kenwilliamscoaching.com and, uh, or get on my schedule, and I'd be happy to chat. Tip number three, be generous with compliments. Uh, this is something that I've been working on. And uh, when I say I've been working on it, it doesn't mean that I've been bad at it. It just means that I haven't been intentional about it. And, um, when I'm, what I'm, what I'm wanting to do better, one of the things that I want to do better this year is I want to be uh, generous. I want to be completely generous with compliments. I want to be generous with my, um, talents, with my abilities, with my resources. I want to be generous. I want to be, uh, abundantly generous. And that it absolutely holds true with compliments. One of the things that I've learned, uh, that is just, it's so much fun to do is to compliment somebody when I'm talking to somebody else and they can hear what I'm saying to the other person. I remember times that I would um, take new people. A lot of times I would train new managers and I would take new managers around and I would visit different teams um, out in the operation. And so when employees would come up and, and interact with me, it was just so much fun to, for me to talk about that person to the people that I was training. Hey, did you know about... Um, Margaret, she is one of the, one of my favorite people on the team because, and then I would say something and, and, and it would be an honest compliment, but it's just, it feels so good to me to be generous with my compliments. So, um, find something kind to say to somebody or about somebody. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be, um, on a schedule. 
uh, one of the things that I found is if I think of something <laughs> that I want to I want to say to somebody, something especially if it's something kind. If I want to say something kind to somebody, then that is a good time for me to just shoot a text or um, <laughs> send an email or something like that, jot a note, and just let them know, hey, just so you know, I really appreciate the way that you help support me or that you have um, benefited me or blessed my life or however you want to say it. Use words that that are true to you. Um, one of the things that I'm working on is a daily message. I'm working on sending a, a message, at least one message every day to somebody that's, that just expresses um, my gratitude or my appreciation or my... Um, the my my gratefulness, it's all the same thing, right? <laughs> I'm just grateful to people. And I found that life is just so much more fun. And this, you can do this with the boss as well. And um, as you find things that you can honestly compliment even the boss about, then that will help you find things a little bit um, less horrible. <laughs> to work with the bad boss. I don't know if that makes sense. So um, that's it. I could go on and on, but those are three uh, pretty um, significant tips that I've used to develop and deepen relationships. That is uh, what we've got for today. Next week, we're going to talk about how to know when it's time to break up with a bad boss. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bad Boss Podcast. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring. Remember that relationships are a work in progress and making mistakes is normal. And if you want to have a better experience with your own bad boss, I'd love to help. Visit my website, kenwilliamscoaching.com and download my guide to surviving the boss from hell. I've also put a link in the show notes. Don't forget to follow and share this podcast with others who might benefit. And until next time, don't forget to spread untoxic positivity everywhere. Mm-hmm.